Now for the report of Edward R. Murrow in the British capital. Go ahead, London. This is London. Britain today claimed the greatest proportionate defeat of the German Air Force yet scored in the war. An Air Ministry communique was issued early this morning. It contained only 11 words. It said, It is now known that 140 enemy aircraft were destroyed yesterday. The Royal Air Force lost only 16 of its fighter planes, but the pilots of eight are safe, says the Air Ministry. It is reported that planes are over a southeast coastal town this morning. Today's RAF communique from Cairo says that their bombers raided Addis Ababa and bombed the military aerodrome at that city in Abyssinia. Direct hits were registered on four hangars, and a gasoline fire was started as a result of the bombing. More than 600 German bombers and fighters crossed the coast of England yesterday in three nights. According to several London newspapers, all the German planes were on their way to attack London. But according to official sources, the German raiders were seeking military objectives on London's outskirts. In the last raid of the day, 70 German bombers turned back when greeted by a shrapnel barrage over the Thames estuary. During last night and early today, the German Air Force confined itself to sending over airplanes one at a time. A few bombs were dropped in the darkness on the southeast coast. The Ministry of Home Security issued a new order this morning. The 12 regional commissioners of Britain, appointed some time ago, are now given complete authority to issue any orders or directions required for the defense of their respective areas. This means, in effect, that these 12 men are dictators, and if communication should be broken by a German landing, they will be able to act on their own authority. This new order is a precautionary measure and places no immediate fresh restrictions on public freedom. The London press this morning is unanimous in its welcome for the creation of the American-Canadian Joint Defense Board. There is not a great deal of speculation concerning the implications of this move, but the general impression given to British readers is that it is the first step towards a complete military alliance between Canada and the United States. The opinion is current in London that the United States will secure, probably by lease, military bases in British possessions to help guard the approaches to North America. Official quarters still refuse to link these conversations concerning military bases with a possible deal involving the transfer of those 50 American destroyers to Britain. London is watching with keen interest the progress of the American Army transport ship American Legion, homeward bound from Patsamo. The German warning and request that the American Legion should change course is promptly displayed in today's papers, as is the State Department's reply that the ship will proceed on her original course. Reports from Washington fail to make clear the exact grounds on which the American government declined to send, decided to send its vessel through admittedly dangerous waters. Wireless communication with submarines at sea is difficult. This fact was demonstrated when a British submarine torpedoed a French heavy cruiser several days after the order had been issued that no further French ships were to be attacked. The British submarine had failed to receive the order. The British censors are again under fire. The Daily Telegraph reports exasperation in America over the Germans' nine-hour lead in air raid news to the United States. American press messages paying tribute to the high morale and calm conduct of the Londoners were held up for many hours. The Daily Express says, How long is this gagging to go on? Last week we fought and won a great battle, but all the Americans heard of it was the Daily gobbled version. On Thursday and Friday, and again in the Sunday papers, our good friends had to take Germany's word that London was in ruin. The editors ruefully printed these stories in big type because there was little else to fill their columns, says the Express. 
Most American correspondents in London share the sentiments voiced by the Daily Telegraph and the Daily Express. Exasperation is a pale and inadequate word to describe a reporter's feelings when he has a good story which does not reveal military secrets and is unable to get it out. I return you now to CBS in New York. 